right, here we go. Barkley from inside his own five. Barkley with a lead. Barkley with a burst. Barkley down the sideline. Saquon Barkley wins the opening kick. 97 yards. Touchdown, Nittany Lions. Hi, we back. Week three. Uh, me and Alan back at it again. Betting on sports. Betting on Rona football. Speaking of Rona, the major update of this podcast, if I had a breaking news button, I'd put it. Pressure. Alan's beloved Notre Dame Fighting Irish had a COVID outbreak on their team because they're too fucking pathetic to control it, and they had to cancel their game this week. <laughs> so, sincerely, fuck Notre Dame. And um, do you have anything to say about that? I mean, we're in the midst of a pandemic, and without Notre Dame, I don't think there would have been a college Crickets. football season. Crickets. Crickets is uh, what I hear. There are there, excuses. The, their historic joining of an ACC conference. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's unreal, and it's unimaginable to think about. I think this won't be the only team that has an outbreak. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely interesting. I mean, they beat the crap out of FSU, which – I mean, uh, US, USF – which was an impeccable uh, recovery after last USF. week's uh, USF. Yeah, mm-hmm. they beat the crap out of USF. Yeah, I said congratulations. USF. Yeah, congratulations. Fifty-two nothing. Fifty-two nothing. It's hard to it's hard to blow out any team like that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll play. Maybe we'll play, we play St. Mary's School of Blind this week if they're lucky. Oh, okay. Good one. Good one. Never heard that before. Okay, we'll jump into All right. serious so talk now. So I guess that takes us. <laughs> I guess that takes us, what, to the NBA? Yeah. Cel- your Celtics and uh, the Miami Heat. The Heat are up 2-1. Tomorrow's game, we got the Celtics, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, over under 2-10. Allen, I know you've been a lot more invested in this series than I've been. Um, where, are we, where, where are we looking here for tomorrow's so game? So I'm actually uh, three and zero on bets on in the series. Uh, I told you all if you go back to past podcasts, I told everybody said jump on the Heat first game. They won the first game. I said jump on the Heat again because they are plus. They took the second game. The third game, you know, I the Celtics. I took the Celtics. Made me three and zero. So I think right now we're at. I think I'm going to jump Celtics again. I honestly feel comfortable with the the minus three. But if you don't feel comfortable with the minus three, you could always take them straight up. I think it's at one sixty eight if I'm not mistaken. Um. Yeah, I take the Celtics this week. They're going to tie it up two-two. Mark my words. Okay. Um, you heard it there. So if I'm looking at some of this stuff, only concerning thing would be Boston's taking over ninety percent of the money currently. Now this game's a day away, so a lot to come. You can find a Boston minus three in places. Um, this is a game personally. I I would just watch because it's Wednesday night, obviously no football on. I'd watch and think about trying to jump in live some more. But hey, if you if you like the Celtics, try to get that three before it jumps to three and a half in places because it's already starting to. Um uh I don't I don't hate the take. Yeah, it's not a bad take. I mean it's one of those I think this is one of those games where Boston really shows its its strength and, and I think they're gonna come out and I think they're gonna have a dominating performance. Hey, you heard it here first. Dominating performance from the Celtics. 
the Notre Dame lover. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> you don't see the Big Ten having any outbreaks, do you? Or the SEC? Oh, uh, yeah. They only joined join college football three weeks late. No freaking big deal. I mean, a no bunch of candy outbreaks. asses they are in the Big Ten. No a bunch of candy asses, bro. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. So, where does that take us now? We'll jump to college football. Um, last week, I didn't see too many games. The game I did see, I saw the Miami-Louisville game where I leaned Louisville pregame, and obviously Miami came out and kicked their ass. But the thing we saw out of that is, um, which my take was, Louisville goes fast. Louisville goes fast, and if they play a team that can also go fast, those totals can fly over. I think that's a, a look for, for later on in the season. Louisville um, – overs potentially to look in different places when they're playing a fast team because i mean you saw it there miami had drives where they were just boom 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 75 yards quick score 75 yards quick score and they got down and louisville they were able to come back make it a game and obviously miami pulled away late but um i think that was the, it, it taught us a lot about what this louisville team is going to be and this miami team um also with uh with um De'Aaron king as their quarterback the kid was a stud the kid was dropping dimes left and right uh, what do you have about uh, college football from last week? So I'm actually I, – I agree with you about Miami. I mean, everybody kind of was flustered about Miami coming into this season. I think their quarterback really showed that he's just not a runner. He's also a passer. And I think this is a team in, within the ACC that is going to be uh, a team to watch for sure. Um, the other game I was, I was surprised about, it was nice to see uh, – I watch a lot of small-time football also, Mac, Mountain West, blah, blah. Anyways – I uh, watched Texas State week one. They lost to uh, San Antonio. Um, they really had a nice bounce back week. I, th- I was really impressed. Uh, I actually did get on to their money line. They were plus at the time. And uh, they made me some good money this week. So there's there's small-time teams out there that can really uh, help and and bring your bankroll up. You know what I mean? There's you got to watch all games. That's what I love it's about one college of those football, deals. bro. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's – go ahead. The the small schools, if you could have a take on them, not even just a take, but like like something to back it up. If you if you watch them and know something about this team, schemes and stuff, there's so many mismatches where when lines open. That's why I remember uh, some of the best college college football betters. If you follow them, they have their whole card bet by like Tuesday afternoon. It's because a lot of these smaller schools you need to get in before line moves happen. And there's some big line moves. And obviously this year is different with COVID and stuff like that. But overall, I think betting smaller college football teams is better than betting big college football teams, in my opinion. They've made me more money in my in my career than, than bigger teams have. The bigger games are more fun to watch. The smaller games are, are more fun to bet. And I totally agree with you. The only, uh, the only thing I wanted to add to our college football talk is I was really – I was kind of um, down on the fact that I kind of lost a bet with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I mean, they played Tulsa this week, 16-7. to 7. Um, I don't think this is the team that we were all expecting, but at the same time, they didn't have no spring football. They didn't have all that. The Corona obviously has a big impact on these schools and being able to get ready for their season. Um, I think this Oklahoma State team was definitely a team that I, was, I had finished in, in, in the top 10 easy. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the takeaway from Oklahoma State next week. I still don't want to put any money on them um, for a future or anything yet. I, I wanted to get through maybe two more weeks, and then we'll see what happens. 
I think futures could be really interesting because you you look at the Big Ten, who's they're only playing teams in the Big Ten, and their their schedules could be very hard. You're gonna have a team like a Penn State, Ohio State. I'm not counting Michigan because they're fucking pathetic. Wisconsin, a Minnesota, who these teams are gonna just beat up on each other. And if someone comes out undefeated, congratulations. Do I think someone will? I don't. I don't think someone. I think honestly, the Big Ten champion is gonna be a one loss team, and. I know previous years they would say a one-loss team is not going to make it into the college world playoff. But if you look at a big ten, uh, the Big Ten and the SEC at the same time, they're only playing their conference. So one loss only in the Big Ten or only in the ACC means it, it, you have to look at it different than like a one-loss team that played four slop games. So this year with futures, you got to be oh, very, yeah. very safe with what you do with things because you don't know how the committee is going to react to stuff like that. I totally agree with you. The other, the, the other game, too, was uh, UCF, uh, Georgia Tech. I ended up watching that game. I actually put some money on Georgia Tech after watching in week one. Uh, I'm st- I wasn't a – I just – it's hard to – get on a team's bandwagon when they have a national championship in the book that they didn't even play for. Anyways, um, it was definitely intriguing. No, UCF won 49-21. I think this might be a team that later on down the line plays a big game, and, and I think they're going to lose. And I, I'm going to keep an eye out for that game. And once I find it, I will let you all know. Yeah. Hey, um, that UCF team, that's that's just a – that's a team that they they uh, they give themselves their national championships. But – uh yeah, hey, that's enough said about those 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 guys. They're a good team once in a while. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have any bets for this week, college football? I personally do not. I am I'm still waiting because SEC comes back this week. I think this is gonna be a big week for them. A lot of games like CLE teams do. Um, I know, I mean, I normally bet a shit ton of these games, but I just I still haven't really seen a big edge in any of these games that I'm like, ooh, I wanna go bet that. Um, I'm, I'm still on the, I'm still on the sidelines for college football. How about you? Um, I think it's interesting. I think, uh, I think this week, I think I'm going to take the plus 14 and a half for the Ole Miss Rebels against the Gators. Um, I've actually been doing all right with my college picks this year. Um, I think I'm four and four and two, which isn't great, but it's not bad. Like, like I've said, it's really tough to pick any of these games because they're so, unpredictable not that any game is predictable it's just the fact of you don't know what you're getting each week in week in and week out with everything going on um like we said previous podcast keep your eye out for for line changes especially updates about the coronavirus i mean the single players whatever this can have a huge impact on the betting and if you can get a great number as soon as something comes out you end up making out in the long run if you're looking at betting one of these games what i would do is i would Try to go on Twitter. Try to find Florida. We'll take Florida Ole Miss. Try to find a Florida or an Ole Miss beat reporter and go follow them on Twitter. And just for this week, at least, just update yourself because if they come out with any news that there's potential COVID news coming, this line could move five or six points in either direction. The total can move. Who knows where this stuff can move? Just do your due diligence and follow these guys because – COVID news is going to be a lot different at the college level compared to the pro level. Um, I completely agree with you. The only other game I see any kind of interest in is uh, the BYU-Troy game. Uh, BYU is out in, out in the head of minus 13 and a half. I think that's a great number. I mean, you're getting two touchdowns there. I, 
I really I watched BYU beat up on Navy. I mean, don't get me wrong, Navy didn't have any practices before that. Blah blah. You can make up all excuses in the world. By the way, they had a great comeback win against freaking um, Tulane. What a what a game! They ended up winning me some cash. Uh, I could send Everly that picture. I cashed out for I think sixty some bucks. I bet them when they were down by twenty one. But yeah, anyways, the only other game I have my eye on is BYU and and Troy. Like I said, minus thirteen and a half at minus one twenty. I like that game. I might book that up. I put about twenty piece on there. The Allen special bets a team down a shit ton of points on the money line at like plus a thousand. They scored. They get within a score, <laughs> and then he just cashes out. It's a smart. It's a very smart thing to do. I I I don't hate it. I get too greedy. I would I would let ride or I would bet the spread. And, but hey. If it works for you, it works for you. I, I don't hate this number. Like I said, I'm a big Zach Wilson guy. Uh, I think he's a stud. I think he's gonna be gonna be a kid to be playing on Sundays. Um, but I'm not I'm not betting anything here. Uh, I'll fall. I'll uh, I'll agree with what you're saying because I have read nothing on any of these teams. Well, so with that, we'll jump over. All right, I guess that takes us into the NFL. Yep, we'll jump over to the NFL where. This week was fucking injury after injury after injury after injury after injury. For those of you that don't know, obviously you already know, because if you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen to a couple sport podcasts. You know the big ones, Saquon, McCaffrey, Cortland Sutton, Drew Locke, amongst Nick Bosa, Salmon Thomas, and boom, 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 Richard Sherman previously. They're all getting knocked out. So what we're going to do is we're going to just have a couple takeaways from last week that thoughts that we're going into this week. And then we're going to give a few picks for this week. Um, and we'll break down the Thursday night game for sure. And we might jump into a couple other really good game breakdowns. So Alan, what's something that you saw last week that, um, that you're taking into this week that you're, you're interesting to see what's going to happen or you're using it as an edge to, to bet a game. So, one of my games last week of really watching it, um, I honestly, taking this into week three, so one of my favorite teams to watch right now is obviously Cincinnati Bengals. I think everybody has their eye on him. Joe Burrow, complete quarterback. I mean, this is a guy that we have to remember is fresh out of the college stage, and he literally puts himself in the play to make a play. The man stands in the pocket, takes a hit, he does everything he can for his team to win. And honestly, they play the, they play the Philadelphia Eagles this week. And Philadelphia is minus six, over-unders at 46 and a half. Honestly, I'm going to take the plus six in Cincy's favor this week. All right. Um, so, Burrow, see what he's doing. I think he's going to eventually have a couple of rookie mistakes. I might be wrong. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, you're right. This kid's a stud. I mean, they're letting, they let him throw it over 60 times last Thursday night against the Browns. He was able to put points up on the board left and right. He went down and had that backdoor cover uh, winning drive at the end there. Um, I, If A.J. Green can catch a couple balls to it and not let him just fall through his hands, I think this Bengals team, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but they're not going to be at the beginning of the draft next year. They're going to be a pretty damn good team, and they might have found their quarterback for the future that might be able to bring a championship or two to, to Cincinnati. It's honestly about time, ain't it? <laughs> it's taken long enough. Um, for me, the takeaway. Who, who did you see? Yeah, who did you see last week? So I have a I, I I got I got two takeaways, and I know Alan's gonna laugh at the one. So I'll start with the Patriots. 
So obviously we all know I'm down on the Patriots. I have their under. I have them not to make the playoffs. Blah blah blah. I'm not saying I'm wrong, but I will. I will say what I see is if that's the Cam Newton's going to play most weeks, he's going to come out and throw for whatever 300 plus yards and rush for whatever and how many touchdowns. And that's their that's their plan in the goal line. Inside the five-yard line, they're going to go in the heavy set. They're going to motion the running back to the fullback position, and then it's going to be Cam figure it out. And he makes the right read 75% of the time like he's been doing so far. He already has four rushing touchdowns. This Patriots team is honestly potentially better than last year's Patriots team. And I, I know it's only week two, and I'm not completely committing to it. I'm just saying there's a chance that I my take on the Patriots might have been wrong. If Cam Newton is the – booty scooting cam newton of old this team can make some noise in the in the afc and um i actually bet him this week already against against vegas i bet a minus six i think this is a belichick game where he's going to be at home he's gonna be pissed off they lost that game because they should not lost to seattle i'm not saying that just because i bet him or i had him in a straight up pool i'm just saying that because new england outplayed him towards the end of the game um i think new england kicks ass this week um, that's going to put him two and one. That's going to put my under eight and a half in a lot of jeopardy, but we're still going to, we're still going to have to see because Cam Newton can come out next week and turn into the Cam Newton of last year who couldn't throw the ball and stuff. And, and we'll see how it goes. Um, that's my, uh, my new England takeaway. I know you asked me this question yesterday. If I'm a believer, I'm not a believer yet. I'm just closer to a believer than I was previous in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think I think this was a team that really came out and asserted asserted itself, and and it was honestly amazing to see the ability that Cam Newton had. I mean, like I've said, over 300 yards. I mean, the man has four rushing touchdowns on the year. I think he's been. I think they did a lot of work with him up there in New England, and I think this is a team. Like I said, that like when we made, we gave our preseason picks, I think this is definitely a team that wins more than eight or nine games this year. That's for sure. Hey, we'll see it. Um, I we'll, we'll see. So my other takeaway from this week is definitely the um, Eagles offensive line. I know I gave out the Eagles last week. Me and I both gave out the Eagles. This game, and I didn't watch it. I was at Cornell Tournament, obviously, on Sunday, and I was these games were on. I was actually, oh, it was actually pathetic. It was actually funny. We were there, and there were a couple TVs, and the guy was like, does anyone know how to find illegal streams to watch these games? And I was standing right next to him. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. I'm like, I'm a college kid. This is what I do for fun. He's like, oh, yeah here, get this game on for us. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So we were able to watch the Philly game. Obviously, the red zone was on, et cetera, et cetera. The Philly game was hard to watch. I Every time Philly had a chance, it's, it was like there was offensive line gave a sack or Wentz threw a pick. I don't blame it all on Wentz. I blame it on the offensive line. The offensive line's injured. That offensive line needs to get healthy before I'm probably going to want to look Philly's way. Now, obviously, this week they're playing the Bengals. How don't you pick them in a straight-up pool? I don't know. But I might be looking to bet against them just like you are. I think it's a it's it's gonna be really interesting. If Philly can figure out that offensive line, though, I think they could be a good team. It's a matter of if or when they can. So, like that's an interesting point, and and like we said, you, you watch Philadelphia over the last four years; they're always overcoming something. And the weird part about this team is they always surprise you when you least expect it. I never give up on the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they don't figure it out this week. Like I said, I'm still going to hop on the plus six bandwagon for Cincinnati, but I do like the take that you took. Absolutely, I completely agree with what you said. If Philly came out this week and and won thirty five to fourteen or something, you won't be surprised either. No, I would not. No, absolutely not. I mean, this is just one of those teams they just never know. Like, week in, week out, they're just non-consistent. And I think that's Philadelphia's 
them for for like I said since they won the Super Bowl. I think that after the fact they're just not consistent at all. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other takes? Do you want to talk about your uh, John Gruden Vegas boys at all? How about them Raiders, huh? Knock on wood if you're with me. My boy last night he got it done down in the Saints. I'm not gonna lie, the man made me some serious cash last night. I put I put a bet on him around third third quarter, about eight minutes left. I think I got him a minus 106. I threw 40 bucks down. Man, what a game though. Seriously. What a game. And then after the fact, watching how pumped up John Gruden was in the locker room and, and just a smile on the man's face. I mean, this is a guy who for the last three years has been going through it, you know, draft picks. And they had, they have $52 million in salary cap just in the offensive line alone. I thought that was amazing. That is how you build a football team. And let me tell you something. John Gruden knows how to do it, son. Yeehaw! Here come the Raiders, 2-1-0. Let's not get too excited. They beat a Michael Thomasless Saints at home on Monday night and a, and a pathetic Carolina team week one. Let's not let's not start saying Super Bowl bells yet, but they were impressive. They were definitely How about impressive. them Raiders? Their car <laughs> running that West Coast offense, old dink and dunk, dink and dunk, and just dink, and uh, Waller there. Uh, he was like, oh, oh every God. time. It's like they he forgot was impeccable. to cover him. He was impeccable. Yeah, he was impeccable, man. I mean, Ayo, and I'll tell you what, Josh Jacobs is a freaking workhorse, man. Like, he'll just run and run and run and run. Seriously, I've never seen a back so determined, just determined just to get gain two yards. You know, like, he just doesn't stop his feet. You you watch him. He, he gets the ball, and it's like, he gets the ball, it's 100%. Right, it could be right yeah. into someone. It could be for a cut. It is a hundred and ten percent wherever that he's running the ball. It's not like like you look at when Kamara gets the ball. He's like, he's like, boop 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 boop, boop like, like moving everywhere. Jacobs finesse, is just yeah. like downhill. Boom! I'm hitting you. That's where I'm. That's where I I'm going. That's, I think this is a team that is definitely and uh, keep your eye on team. Um, I think the most interesting matchup of this upcoming week is definitely going to be. The Rams Buffalo. I think I'm excited to kind of watch this game. I mean, the Rams took it to the Cowboys week one. They beat the Eagles week two. I think it's going to be interesting to see the Rams up against a team that actually got their crap together. Um, I'm honestly leaning Buffalo minus two. I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I I think personally, I know we were. On, I was on the Rams week one. I was against the Rams week two. I probably won't bet this game because it's a weird game, if you ask me. This is a Josh Allen-led Buffalo team that's thrown it 40-plus times. He, this is a Rams yeah. team that their running backs are just rotating in and out each week. And, obviously, I think I think Cam Akers is eventually going to be the guy there. I, I don't think that's a favorable take a lot among a lot. I listen to a lot of fancy people. They're not talking about Cam Akers. If you watch the start of that Philly game, Cam Akers got the first three carries for the Rams against the against the Eagles. Then he got injured with a rib injury. Um this is a, a West Coast team coming to the East, coming to East Coast for a one o'clock game. That's a down spot. They they just played Philly. Um, now I'm not sure. I'd have to check travel if they're going home or staying on the East Coast. That would be interesting. Before I think about betting on this, I think this is going to be a really good game. I'm not going to bet on it. I will have I will pick Buffalo in my straight up tickets. Uh, but like you said, this is this is going to be a very interesting game to watch to see how the Rams react and see how Buffalo reacts to basically their first test of the year because they only played the Jets in Miami and they let Miami in the game a little bit if you ask me, but I think Buffalo's still a very good team. I totally agree with you. I mean, 
the other the other game that I have my eye on definitely, and I'm going to put my my bottom dollar on it. I'm definitely going to take the Falcons against the Bears this week. I don't know how you feel about that game. I think the Falcons, you know, they have this unique ability. I mean, especially you watch them play the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys, though? My Cowboys, huh? Coming back and the onside kick at the end, and they they won the game, man. A win's a win, lucky or not. One and one we are. But like I said, anyways, Atlanta Falcons minus three and a half. Over-unders at 47 and a half. I think this is a team that comes out and gets their first win against Chicago. Chicago struggled against Miami. Um, I think Miami also takes the win over Jacksonville. You're, just, takes, you're jumping around like a fucking jackrabbit, aren't we? I know. I know. I just have so much. So <laughs> you much, so much going into. on up there. All right, let's go to this out game first. So the Dallas, the okay. Dallas win. It, it was a little lucky. I mean, you're down nine with a minute to go, and you end up winning the game. Which it was. Yeah, luckiest win of all time. It was a hell of an onside kick. I don't know why Atlanta just stood there and looked at it. I think they thought it was going to go out of bounds and then started curving back and they said, oh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And they did nothing. Um, I agree with you. I think this, this, is, this is a good Atlanta spot at home. Don't count out this Bears team. Do not. I know they almost lost to the Giants. But in that first half, Mitch looked good. David Montgomery looked good. Keep your eye on David Montgomery oh, yeah. before you bet on this Bears team because he was injured. If he's good to go – I think I think this can be a this this is a weird game. To, it's a very weird game to me. I'm not I'm not going to be able to bet Chicago. I'm not going to be able to bet Atlanta. But if Montgomery's good to go, I I kind of lean Chicago. I I hate to, I do a little bit lean Chicago. I think they could put up points. I think Atlanta could obviously put up points. Um, I think it's a Atlanta spot though for sure, but I, I kind of lead Chicago. I know that really helps no one anywhere for anything. But how do you feel about the under the forty-seven and a half? Because that's which way I'm leaning right now. So I don't hate it, but here's my thing: if Atlanta blows them out, right, they score probably what thirty, thirty-five points themselves. Yeah, if it, this turns into a blowout, Chicago will get fourteen, twenty-one points if this turns into a blowout. If this turns into a Chicago game. A Chicago game script, and the Bears can and the Bears only score twenty points, and to stay only score twenty points to to win this game, then it goes under. So it comes down to me what you where, how you see this game going. If you think this is an Atlanta spot, Atlanta game that they they're at home, they're pissed off about that the win they just gave away last week, and they come in here and it's it's Calvin Ridley, it's Julio, it's Russell Gage, it's it's everyone under the sun's doing something. I, I don't know if this game can stay under 47 points because I'm not saying Atlanta can score 47 themselves, but Atlanta can score 47 themselves. Oh, absolutely. And I completely agree with you. I just think – I think this week we're going to see a Mitch Trubisky again that's typical Mitch Trubisky style. I just – Yeah, I, I agree, but he could put 17, 21 points up, even if they get blown out. Uh, and you yeah. And Atlanta could score the rock. That's that's a tough under yeah. for me to bet. That's a really tough under for me to. I I would have to I would have to lean over, even though I'm on the Chicago side, kind of. These these there's a lot of tough okay. games this week. I, I know last week I had a lot of bets out there, but this week I, I'm a lot more conservative because a lot of these there's not a lot jumping out at me so far. All right, you want to go on to your Dolphins? Uh, first we'll go to the uh, Titans Minnesota game. I bet Tennessee minus two and a half before this line is going to get to three. I'm sorry. Mini, 
this is a team where it's a it's a wait and see until they show it to me. This is a they have to show it to me before I can yeah. pick them. I'm going to pick against them until they show it to me. And I think this Tennessee team is T- – Tannehill, once again, had a really solid week. Henry got his 16, 17 carries. Same thing's going to happen here. They're going to be able to run it down their throat. They're going to get A.J. Brown back. They're going to have Corey, uh, Corey Davis on the outside. Only laying the two and a half. I think this Tennessee team is is poised for a for a three and zero start, in my opinion. I think Minnesota is going to be zero and three, and they're going to be looking. How do we tank for uh, Trevor Lawrence? In my opinion, it's an interesting take. Um, see, like uh, Tennessee's good. I'm not going to sit here and take anything away from Tennessee. Um, I definitely like the improvement that Tannehill has made, 100. percent I just. I can't go with the. I can't. I can't jump on the Tennessee bandwagon. I honestly. I think I'm gonna go the other way this week. I think I'm gonna take Minnesota over the Titans. Wow, you are stepping in front of something that's like you. It's it. See now, my opinion is if I'm taking Minnesota, I'm stepping in a in front of a a truck rolling downhill, and you don't know where the hell the thing's gonna stop. <laughs> that's my. No, you're right. Minnesota. No, you're right. But hey. You could have a great call here. Minnesota, this could be a home game. They they get up for it, and it is the NFL. We know it's the NFL. Just because you're bad two weeks doesn't mean you're going to be bad the whole season. Um, with that, we'll jump over to the Dolphin game. Like you said, they play Thursday night. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick already came out and said it's the, it's the mustache against the beard, blah, 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 blah. Here's my take on this game. If Miami loses this game and they go to 0-3, which I think they – Possibly can. They are a three-point dog. I think it's time to bring two in. I'm not saying two is going to save the season. I'm saying I saw Fitzpatrick out there. I've seen what he's doing. Yes, he had a lot. He passed for a good bit and, and took him down the field last week. But from the beat reporters I'm, I'm listening to and I follow on, on Twitter, Tua asked a lot of questions when Fitzpatrick comes off, the, comes off the field. Fitzpatrick knows he's just there to teach this kid. I think there's going to turn to a time where – like Burrow, they just put him out there. They're going to have to just put him out there and see what they have. Because this kid, if he's the real deal, what people say he is and how he was in camp, this is a kid that's going to compete to win these games. They have – now, the offensive line worries me a little bit because it's not the best. But I, I think I think this is a game, even if they're down early in the first half, I think it's a time where they can even think about putting two in because – I've, I've been eyeing this matchup up from the beginning of the year. This is the easiest matchup they're going to have defensive-wise. And this could be a great spot to put two in. Um, my take on the game, I, I can't bet it. I'm probably going to be picking Miami straight up pool just because I'm a Dolphins fan. I think this I think this game can go a lot of different ways. I think this can be a shootout. I think this could be a slot fest. The over-unders got bet up three points are, or four points already. You got to look at weather too because sometimes these Thursday night games, they're – they're in a rainstorm, and this is a game that ends like twenty-one seventeen or something. Uh, what's your take here? Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm on the my. I think Miami gets their first win this week. I like the way they play against the Bears. Um, they played I think Buffalo this is last a team. week. They oh, played Buffalo, and you said that earlier. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah, the my thing. I think I got mixed up. Oh yeah, never mind. Sorry. Trubisky played the Giants. Giants. Bears. You're right. Yeah, my bad. All good. No, I I I do 100% agree that that's 
completely in the wrong spot. I think I think Fitzpatrick can come out and be Fitzpatrick of last year, and and he could. Oh yeah, that's because yeah, it was twenty eight thirty one. That's right. That's right. Sorry about that. Oh good. Fitzpatrick can easily come out and look really good and win this game, and this game could turn into a shootout. It could be him against Minshew, and in that case, if it's a shootout, Tua won't come in. I want Tua to come in. He won't. If they win this game, Tua won't come in. I I. I I'm not cheering against Miami. I'm going to always cheer for Miami. I'm happy to see the boys play play on Thursday night. I just think this 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 can easily have the making of a slot fest game. Easily. And I'm going to be looking at some props, but, um, some running back unders. Uh, I think that James Robinson, he he could he could have a a potential game depending um I think it's I think it's gonna be a good game to watch. It's gonna be yes, it's a slop fest. It's a crap game, Miami, Miami, Jacksonville. But I think it could be a it could be an interesting game. I watch. just I just think this is one of those games. Like I said, sorry about the mix up earlier, but I I think I I totally Miami played very well against Buffalo Bills team that is was expected to be tremendous this year, and I think they've been so so far. I mean, to put up twenty eight points against Buffalo's defense, I just see them coming in even against Jacksonville, who's been playing actually pretty well compared to what I thought they were gonna be. Um, like I said, I think I just think Miami comes out and gets their first win this week. I do like your take though. If Miami does drop this game, maybe this is maybe it is time for Tua. I think, uh, like you said, Fitzpatrick knows he's just there to teach him and and get him acclimated and ready to go in the long run. Because um, the Fitzpatrick we'll cycle, happens, but like I said, the Fitzpatrick cycle we see with every single team. He has his ups and he has his downs, and sometimes. In that second year, it's not pretty. And they need to go to this other guy. No, and, and I agree. And I'm I hope that I hope Fitzpatrick balls out because the longer you wait on Tua, in my opinion, would just be better for him. But at the same time, I don't want Miami to decide to start him week seven or eight. And I mean that could that could be okay, but I think you'd rather get him in earlier and see what the hell he can do for a whole season, see how he can manage a lot. Instead of being like, you have seven games, what are you going to do? Give him 12 games, see what you can do. I agree. The more playing time, the better. You don't get any better without practicing, and that's the best practice is real live game. Yeah. Um, another game I want to jump to, this Arizona-Detroit game. The Cardinals are a five-and-a-half point favorite. I still don't think it's high enough. It opened three-and-a-half, missed the best number, obviously. I had the cards last week. Kyler obviously was running around like he was a joystick. He was throwing the ball. He was running, blah, blah, blah. Detroit gets um, Kenny Galladay back this week. I think this is a big improvement for their offense. I think this is going to help them out a lot. Um, This is Arizona's, I believe, third home game to start the season. Um, Where are you you thinking here? I like Arizona this week. I mean, I think Detroit's a sack of shit team. Um, Obviously, like you said earlier, I mean – Kyler Murray for MVP. Jesus, kids have a wide out, lights out year. It's only freaking week three. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Kyler for MVP. Obviously, he's my fantasy quarterback. We're obviously gonna we're we're, we're gonna say that every single week. But I, I think this Arizona team can make noise in that uh in that in that uh, NFC West. There, I, I think they could potentially get a wild card. I think uh I think this is this is a this is a weird game though. I, I as much as I like Arizona. I can see Detroit winning this game because they get Kenny G back. Stafford has one of his Stafford games and he throws for 400 plus 
and they sneak out a win in the desert. I could easily see it happening. I will not be betting this game. Maybe a live bet somewhere along the line. But um, I think it's going to be a very intriguing game, game to watch. I agree. I think the best game of the week is obviously going to be Kansas City-Baltimore. That's We are perfect setup for where we're going. This is going to be the game of the year so far, in my opinion. Um, you want to give a take on it? Um, I think Baltimore beats Kansas City. I think Kansas City last week um, escaped. And I think this is a team that is due for a loss. I have that feeling where I can just see Baltimore. Baltimore has been rolling. Baltimore is going to keep rolling. This is a team that ain't going to stop until it hits the playoffs. It's hungry. I'm going to take uh, Baltimore opened up with three and a half under 53 and a half. I completely could just see Baltimore taking this game by two touchdowns. I'm not even going to fibble about it. Uh, do you remember last year when Baltimore played New England on Sunday night football and everyone said the line, I think, was the Pats by like three and everyone was like, ooh, this is going to be a good matchup, but Belichick's going to outsmart this young kid, blah, 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 blah. And Baltimore ended up winning by like 14 points, 20 points maybe even. Yep. Remember that? Yep. I'm not saying this is this is the same type setup. Not at all. Because I think people see the Baltimore's actually a good team, obviously the favorite, stuff like that. I agree with you though. I think this could be a game that Baltimore I'm not saying blows out KC, but handles KC. And then I think what's what's gonna start happening is you're gonna hear Baltimore sixteen and 0 talks. Which we know that won't happen. They'll lose somewhere along the line. But after this, if if you wanna bet Baltimore to win the Super Bowl or something, I would suggest betting it before this game because after this game, they're going to boost in odds because these are the arguably the best two teams in football in a lot of people's opinion right now. I completely agree with that take, man. I mean, I think this is definitely by far the game of the year, like you said. And like I said, um, I'm going to stick to my Baltimore Ravens by 14. Sold on them. Sold. I – if you, if I was on an auction right now, I would put the kids, the house, the wife. I would sell the car. I live in a cardboard box. That's how freaking, how much faith I have on it. I like it. Um, I don't have that much faith on it. I think, I think Baltimore could win this game handily. It could be, one, it, it could be a game that uh, maybe it's back and forth, but Baltimore always kind of has control of it. You know what I mean? There, one of those games. Uh, I think it's high scoring. Obviously, the total is up to fifty-two or something. I think it's going to be a fun game to end out the week. I know I didn't give a ton of picks this week. I know overall we didn't give a ton of picks this week. We had a couple takes. Week three of the NFL season is a weird week for me most years because week one and week two I have a lot of takes, I have a lot of picks. Week three it's like, okay, well, what's what's happening? We get into week four, five, six. Then then that's when you get yeah, you see, you see how everything evolves. Yeah. You get in that yeah, second quarter of the season. Yep. Then that's that's when we start we start moving along. Um as always, follow us on action for all our picks, any live picks, blah, 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 blah. Uh, do you have anything else to add here? Nope. I mean, I think we pretty much hit everything that we wanted to hit. Oh, uh, fantasy update for the week. Uh, everyone congratulate Alan on getting his first win this week. He was able to pull off the 150 to 130-point win to go to 1-1. One and one. I obviously won. I'm 2-0. and I looked ahead this week for myself. It is going to be a bit of a struggle because uh, David Johnson's playing Pittsburgh. That's disgusting. 
Ridley's playing Chicago, which I hope that's a high-scoring game, but who knows. Kelsey's playing Baltimore, so that's going to be a tough matchup. Luckily, Dallas is playing is playing Seattle. Should be a high-scoring game. Um, but um, where do you see yourself uh, in this upcoming week for, for fantasy? You like your matchup? You don't like your matchup? Talk, I, talk to me. I think I think I think I'm in a tough spot this week. Um, not so ridiculously tough that I can't pull off the W. I think it's definitely working against against me though. Um, you have so I have Dak Prescott uh, again. He plays for Seattle. Don't get me wrong. Like I've said, a lot of points are going to be scored. I think it's just going to be an interesting matchup to see how Dallas bounces back and how good Dak plays. Todd Gurley again. They come against the Chicago defense. I struggle at running back already. Um, I put Robinson in from Jacksonville. This week, um, obviously, I want him to get his carries. He had over 100 yards last week. Great pickup for me. Tyree Kill, Baltimore. Um, I mean, even though I'm sold on Baltimore, I think Tyree Kill still has a good game. Obviously, he has a good game week in, week out. I think the Browns are really going to save me here with Landry. They play Washington. Waller, obviously, uh, coming off a a stud week. They go to New England. Uh, Ruggs, New England. Cooper, Seattle, Zerline, Seattle. I have the Chicago Bears against Atlanta. So we'll see how it goes. And if I, my predictions are correct, I think, like I said, it's going to be it's going to be a tight week for me. But I think I can still pull out the dub. As always, uh, I'll take Tyree Kill off your hands whenever you want to trade him to me. Just you know, let me know. I'll, I'll take him whenever you want. And my opinion on fantasy. If you guys listen to this before waivers process tonight, I know. A lot of people are going to be jumping all over a couple big-name running backs. Please, if you're in a fab league, which I'm in, which we're in, do not spend all your fab this week on Jarek McKinnon or Mike Davis or or uh, Devontae Freeman or Deion Lewis or guys like that. Please don't. If someone else in your league wants to spend 200 fab or 150 fab on them, let them do it. It's only going to help you later in the season. Remember, it's only week three. You don't want to waste all your fab this early in the season. You're going to need them later, especially for defenses and kickers. And when that weird running back goes down in five weeks and no one has any fab and you have, you're the one sitting there with all the fab, then you're going to thank me. Um, don't do anything stupid yet. Believe me, you could still pick up some guys if you lost Saquon, if you lost McCaffrey. You're still going to be fine. You're going to be able to make some moves. You have to make the right moves, yes, but don't the right move is not wasting all your fab on one of these guys right now. Cause none of these guys are going to have clear cut roles the rest of the season besides maybe McKinnon, but he's still a question mark. I completely agree with you. I mean, there's a there's going to be a lot of misleading tips out there. Um, save your fab for later in the season. You're going to need it. Trust me. Yeah. But I think with that being said, I mean, I think we're pretty much wrapped up. Uh, Thanks for another great show and having me, Ev. I really appreciate it. And uh, that's all I really got to say about that. You sounded really sad saying that. It's like I was, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Be happy. I always like when you join me because I've, co- I've had, I've had, I think I, I've had co-hosts in the past that don't want to join me, and I'm sitting here doing nothing. So thanks, buddy. As always. Um, Maybe a show later this week. Probably not. Probably just jump into one again next week. I think this Tuesday, Wednesday time frame works out better for us. We're able to see a little stuff, get this thing, get this uploaded. Bing, boom, 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 pop. Everyone have fun gambling this week. Bet responsibly. Drink well. We out.